Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Played as a Chicago Bears defensive tackle from 79 to 90. Elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 02. Ed Obradovich. The U of I, Eli, and I drafted to the Bears in 1962. Part of the NFL Championship team of 1963. Glenn Kozlowski. BYU Cougar. Played six years on the Bears. Specializing in special teams and wide receiver. Mark Carmen. You, Mark Carmen. Yeah. You're just a sexy young guy that doesn't know a, a damn thing. Welcome to the Hamp and OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN. We are here for you. If you would like to puke it out, I think we're going to be doing some of that. 1615. The Philadelphia Eagles come into Soldier Field and beat the Chicago Bears. Cody Parkey misses a 43-yard field goal at the horn, or whatever, with five seconds to go. Hits the upright, hits the crossbar. The Bears' season is over. Hamp, OB, and Kaz with you for a final time in 2018-2019. And uh, the Bears' season comes to an end, unbelievably, but on some level, slightly believably, because if there was one concern coming into this game, it was a close game, and it came down to the kicking game, something like this would happen, and unfortunately it's happened. Hampo, uh, I feel like I just feel like saying, just, we are sorry that this just happened, that we all got to go through this right now, but let's try to do the best we can here. 16-15, the Eagles win. Yeah, I, I, folks, you know, the fans across the land here in Chicago, the, the air has been sucked out of you know the the city and um it, it, it all year long you have said ob it's a magical year it's a magical year in so many ways and so many and it things, happened today too yeah, well and so many good breaks so much good fortune all these different things and you kept insisting that it's not going to stop it's not going to stop well at the end of the day it's you know the football is 11 inches long it's 11 inches long. think about how how hard it is how hard it is if you had if your life depended to kick it and hit the upright and i mean it's just it's it's mind-boggling just under to you know almost as a a, a punchline to the season. We know about the struggles of Cody Parkey, and it, it, you know it's almost been a comedy routine across the NFL about you know how many times he's hit one of the the standards. You know when he was trying to you know kick the ball. It, it, I, I, I'm just I'm okay. What happened? Well, it was a magnificent effort by. You know, two great teams, a defending champion that didn't want to go away. And, uh, the Bears, to Mitchell Trubisky's credit, in the, in the second half, he made four throws that are as good as you will ever see any quarterback make, let alone Mitchell Trubisky, who we've had reservations about his ability to be able to make those throws. He did it. But yet, but yet, we have lost four games this year coming into the playoffs when we allowed more than 24 points. Well, we allowed 16 today, and we got beat. Why? Because we only scored one touchdown. And somehow, some way, in a playoff game, you have got to be able 
to score some points, and you cannot expect your defense to save the day time and time again. Hey, it was fourth and goal, and they the Golden Tate, you know, he's he he made three catches today. All of them were backbreakers, but none more important than the uh, the last one that scored the t- the uh, the touchdown on fourth and two on the goal line. But all in all, I we're Ob. I mean, I, I'm just I'm. I'm beyond, uh, uh, you know, stunned. I am just, I, it's astonishing how this all comes crashing down on the back of a kicker that has struggled and, 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 and had the same thing happen, what, now six times over the course of a year. Well, everything you're saying, you're saying is, is right and true, Dan, and there's so many different ways. You could go with this game, talk about this game, some positive things, negative things. But I'll tell you what, we score one touchdown. One. How many times, I'm not sure, Mark, have we gone in a game this season? I think in Philadelphia, excuse me, in New Buffalo, didn't we just score one touchdown offensively? I'm There's a- been several games where we've just scored one touchdown in four quarters. Folks, that's not how the game's supposed to be played. I know we have a great, phenomenal defense, and all year long, we've gotten all the calls, all the breaks, all the ball bounces. It's just the fact. And today, for some reason, it just didn't bounce our way. And and we're out. And And the fans were out there today. Oh, my God, you people are absolutely phenomenal. Didn't stop for 60 minutes. Screaming out there, trying to push the Bears to victory. Danny, all I can tell you is, I mean, you could you could go negative big time. You can go positive a little bit. But I'll tell you what. Fact is, we lost the game. And I'll tell you another fact. It never should have came down to this. You had 59 minutes to put this team away. We're at home. 59 minutes to put this team away. And we don't. We kept them in the game. Well, I'm sorry, but that's how I see it. You know, and, and Mark, think about this. You know, they scored two touchdowns in this game, and I know Nagy going for two was the, was the proper thing and get, try to get get it to 17. But at the end of the day, all you know, Philadelphia, you know, they, they probably wouldn't have went for two. They would have kicked the extra point. And then here we go on into the night. We we don't know. But all I can tell you is, yeah, it, it, it is it, it is almost criminal that when we had to score in a touchdown in the second half we were able to do it Mitchell Trubisky stood up and showed that he has become a better player a more professional quarterback he wasn't totally the reason why we lost today he was a you know he was one of the the positives in my mind but ultimately you score one touchdown you don't deserve to move on and, and at some point it's criminal when you leave it up to a kicker that has had this kind of baggage over the course of a year. And we all, you know, I couldn't say in the, in the room we were watching it. I couldn't sit, I couldn't sit out. I had to walk to the corner because I just, it was like a, a, a horrible foreboding feeling about something bad happening. And I'm, it, it was almost like a Stephen King novel. I mean, another doink to end the Bears season. I'll tell you what, all the pick sixes, sixes the fumbles balls, fumbled balls bouncing our way. To this all defensively all year. It's over now. It kind of, it's all, 
it's all gone now is completely the truth. And I'll tell you, I just, and I'll state it again, 59 minutes, and we have an offense. Yet you can call Trubisky how great he was today, passing everything, Dan. But my God, you're in the playoffs, you're at home, and you mean to tell me you only score one touchdown in four quarters of football? Please, that's not acceptable at any level, anytime, anywhere. It just happens to be a fact. I'm not running Trubisky down. I'm talking about the whole situation. How the hell are you at home? At home! The greatest damn fans on the land out here, and you're, they're roaring behind you every second, every minute, every quarter of the game. And we score one touchdown! Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is the phone number. Just recapping a couple things here. Mitchell Trubisky was twenty six of forty three, three hundred and three yards, touchdown, quarterback rating eighty nine six. Bears were down into the fourth quarter. They were one in fifteen all time in the playoffs, being down in the fourth quarter. Guy leads them down the field. They take the lead. The Eagles come down. Well, wait, a, well, wait a minute. You yeah. know, and we can throw all this on, on Parkey's plate, but Donald Donald shanked a punt that gave the Eagles a short field That's to go and score the, the winning touchdown. And that is, and, and, and I, I was, I was, I, what was you, what, what the hell happened? What, you know, again, there's certain things that you have got to expect as a football team you know you can't botch snaps you can't you know burn you can't have pre-snap penalties you got all these things we did but down the stretch fourth quarter the both of our kickers stabbed us in the back let's bring Kaz in here Kazi, good evening welcome to the final bear show of what was a 12 and 4 season that ends in the wild card playoff game eagle 16 bears 15 thoughts glenn kozlowski well, i mean look one touchdown, no touchdowns. It's irrelevant. I mean, the, the NFL is it, it. It came down. They did everything they needed to do in the end. I'm talking about the offense, the special teams, you know, the return team. And uh, did anybody in the room not see, uh, you know, Parky doinking it? Of course, I knew he was going to doink it. We talked about it yesterday, Ed, and you know, we were hoping it didn't come down to that, but. It did, and you know you could you could spread the blame everywhere. But I, I did see some good things. You know, our quarterback grew up a little bit. Uh, he made a you know big throw to get him in that position. And you get down to the twenty three yard line, you've got to you got to make that, that that field goal. So it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you could you could go through it. The defense at times, uh, as good as they played, and only giving up sixteen points usually wins you the ball game. They still, you know what, they still, uh, the Eagles make plays when they had to, and we didn't. That's how it went. And, it, you know, there's not a lot you can do uh, other than acknowledge, tip your cap to the Eagles. Hate hate the fact that it's, uh, you know, that kind of a, a season and it ends that way. But truly, what else was going to happen when you when you run out special teams that have been horrible? Is that uh, Cody Parkey calling you, Kaz? Needs of uh, reference. If it is, I could tell you right now. I, you know, look, I, that guy, he, uh, he he's, uh, he's been a disaster all year, and, and shame on 
the Bears for not addressing it sooner, and unfortunately, it, it bit them in the backside. But you know, Dan is right. You know, Ed's right, too. you you got to score more than one, one touchdown. But you can't have a punter who's been great all year. And probably the only reason if you gave him a D-minus was the punter, but then he shanks one at the most important time. So, hey, um, great year. This was the year that they could have grabbed the magic and the brass ring, and they didn't do it. The other time, by the way, he had the kick that he hit the upright four times, extra points, field goals. The Bears won that game. They beat the Detroit Lions 34-22. So those are inconsequential, right? Well, but we knew. But we, you know, remember we talked about we did the grades and and you know we gave an F and and Ed said it best yesterday. You run your kicker out and there's that you know it's an extra point. It's a basically a give me and it's a fifty fifty and that's what happened. And so when he made the first one and you know you knew they were calling a timeout. So when that went through the uprights, fifty fifty. Well, <laughs> he's good. And he double joint too. He hit the upright and then he hit the crossbar to be denied, which is. You know, that's the time when you basically pack up your bags and leave. It, what was unbelievable about it, about it, too, and you called it, Hamp, they, right before he kicked it for the first time, the 43, the last final kick of the game, he makes it, but the Eagles had just called timeout and froze him. He kicked it right through. Called timeout, iced him, had some extra time to think about it, and hit the upright in the crossbar. Well, he didn't kick it right through. He was, He almost hit. You know, he made it left, but he was left on his first kick, too. It wasn't, you know, it was too close for my comfort on the first kick that he made. So it wasn't like he kicked it right down the middle. He kind of pulled it left, and then he pulled it more left on the second one, which is 50-50. Okay, and and you know what, forever and a day, you know, like the Fog Bowl and all these things, these these things that happen almost invariably when we play the Eagles in the playoffs. Something happens that is notorious for years to come. All that being said, back to what I said yesterday. Matt Nagy, trying to be the smartest guy, you know, in the NFL, and going up to Minnesota and playing the starters and taking out the Minnesota Vikings. When you know and I know, if the Vikings were here today, it wouldn't even have been close. But be careful what you wish for. Bringing the Eagles back into the uh, the, the uh, tournament. And guess what? They bring, they come in here and shove it up our nose because they came in and they played a tenacious style of football. And you know what, OB, you kept screaming, what in the hell is Peterson doing trying to run the ball at our defensive tackles? And you know, there was zero success, but it was almost like they, in the back of their mind, said, we know what we have to do to win this game. And we're just going to stay the course. And you, you know, and it, you could tell once they took the lead in the third quarter, then we were able to miraculously come up with a couple of big throws by Trubisky and then the, the touchdown to take the lead. That's when I'm thinking, man, wouldn't it be a lot better when, you know, the, the, the if we had to go out there on the field and we were playing against Kirk Cousins and not this kid Foles. Well, he, he beat our brains out when it counted. On that drive. The fact of the matter is, we needed something like that to happen in every quarter today, Dan and Glenn, and yep. to our and to our listeners. We needed that. My God, you know where you're at. You know who's in here. You know the team you're playing. Okay, and and it's, it's, that's at your doorstep. All right, how dare you let them in the house? And I'll tell you what, I the kids they played their hearts out. 
But I, again, I, 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 you, if there's, if there is somewhere to lay it, you could, there's a lot of things you could go and point to, good, bad, or indifferent. But what I'm saying is, at this particular time in the playoffs, you get there, you're at home, and you score one touchdown in 60 minutes of football. One! I can't get by that fact. You wondering why we lost? There's a reason why. How do you just score one touchdown? And by the way, that's not the only time that's happened to us throughout this year. It's actually, uh, I know no, but literally nobody wants to hear what I'm about to say, but the reason why they had those, Parker was having a good day. He was actually making his kicks. He, he was, was doing his job. Yeah, so- he, yeah, was, he, he was, was making job, he was right? making a three foot putt. Whatever yeah. you want to give coronate him. No, the, the bottom line is this bum has to make that kick. It's a three foot putt. You're a professional. You're making four million dollars. My God, let's try to get to the callers and yeah. bring them in here. Yeah, he was three for four on the day. And Hample, you're I mean you're exactly right. The long kick of the day that he that, he, bum! Made, that he made. I was, mean you could you could you know look we could sure we could go good bad everything else. That's right. Only one touchdown. All that, but still. The Bears, in spite of everything, had a chip shot to win the game. That's what they had. Yep. So, you know, everything else, yeah, we could debate that all day, but it still came down to a chip shot with the guy that you're paying, and I don't care what amount you're paying him, but you're clearly overpaying him, and he missed it. And that's that's the bottom line, and you're going to lose when your kicker can't basically kick what is an extra point? Well, the, the Bears are going to be looking for a kicker, and they're going to pay Cody Parkey $3.5 million of guaranteed money next year to kick somewhere else or be out of the league. He's not. I, I can't imagine you can bring him? it back. All right, listen, I'll tell you this. Let me tell me he's got $8 million guaranteed? $3.5 million for next year. And then and the Bears. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. Are you yeah. sure? Oh, yeah. yes. He gets I, it either way, Ed. I've yeah. got, what do you I, think they hung on to this guy for? Holy Christ. I mean, excuse me. Right, holy cow. To, there's one. We're on the line. We're on the stream. You're all right, OB. You can go full. Well, I, you know. Yeah. All right, before we get to the callers, there's one guy in Chicago that's happy about this. Steve Bartman. He's now <laughs> public enemy number two. Well, so that, Not number one. He's public enemy number two. Let, let me ask you this, because it's interesting you bring that up. Cause is this Speaking the, about that, what the hell ever happened to that kid? He's, he's underground. He's he a, a commit carry carrier. He, he moved to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> they won a World Series. He's all right. But the, yeah, they, they, yeah, once he won the World Series, he was okay. But he still hasn't popped up. He's never going to talk. But the point here is that I think this is the worst, most painful Bears playoff loss ever. I mean, can you think of anything that cl- even rivals this? Hampo, I, I, you know, I, I, this is this is no. I mean, not since '85 because uh, everything was everything was a plus. Was the go right? You're at home. You guys are on a roll. I mean, you couldn't have it better. It has to be. And, and here's the part about it. All he does is make that kick. The town is delirious, and our quarterback has shaken all the question marks because he yep. did stand up and make big time throws to put him in position to win the game in the fourth quarter. And this bum blows it off. He he was. Yep, he did. 
That's the truth. Yep. Mitchell Trubisky was phenomenal in the fourth quarter tonight. Before that, not so much. What but about the, the first quarter, the second but, but, quarter? But, but, hey, hey Foles threw two interceptions un, in the first half. Unfortunately, there's four quarters in the game. But Foles also won a Super Bowl last year, Dan. I got it. And he, they, they, they had a kicker that, you know, obviously, you know, completed his his task. All right. Let, let, let's get some calls in here. Yeah, let's we, do it. we want to keep everybody waiting here tonight. So I uh, appreciate you calling. 312 yeah, is, look, the kicker missed it. And that's it. It's straightforward. Everything else, you know, 59 minutes, you play your guts out, and then you have this little weasel miss a, a, a extra point, basically. And it's the wicked irony of another doink. I mean, you just can't make this up. Three, can't make it up. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We'll start with Dan in Rockford. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, what up, guys? Okay, a couple things. Um, Cody Parkey should have been addressed earlier in the season, no doubt. Amen. And and this and this team obviously uh, doesn't have enough offense to win in, in one game. They didn't deserve to move on, and they, it's a shame that this defense obviously played their hearts out all year to come up short. Look, checked on Charlie Mitch Trubisky over here. It, it isn't uh, isn't convincing me of nothing. Yes, he made the plays to get him in field goal, but one touchdown. Any of the winning quarterbacks to, that advanced to the next round had more than one touchdown. I mean, if you can't get more than one touchdown in a playoff game at, in your own house. In your with your fans behind you, that's on you. I'm looking at this as a complete whole, and I look at it, and I'm like, look, I'm like, we can complain about any anything else, but it all comes down to ultimately one dude. He has he he, he went he was found signed because he was going to be the answer to this void that was left when Robbie Gold was let go. And what has he done? We call him upright Parky because that's all he hits. He hits him every single time. Good for you. But that now you cost you cost a playoff run, and that's an issue. If he's in, if he's anywhere near a Chicago Bears a uniform, it better be selling him on the street. There's no excuse for that. All right, None. Dan, we got we got you. Appreciate it. And it. Some good points, Dan. Yeah, you're, you're good call. As no, a matter of fact, no, absolutely. No one's going to disagree with any of that. Here, here's a question for you, as far as Trubisky is concerned: D Did the Bears open up their offense too late in the game? Because by the time they, when they let him finally go down the field, he had success. There's no question. But he, there were, when they let it, there was no time left in the game. But but see, here's the other part. And to Nagy's credit, he he saw Foles throw two picks. We were trying to avoid that. We should have had uh, two interceptions. You know, the one into the end zone. That I mean, that brutal. That that was should never have been thrown. And that, you know, obviously, it scars a, a play caller. He's like, "What the hell was that?" So yeah, he threw it right to him. Yeah, I, I mean, the yeah, guy was standing in the middle. Didn't even make sense the throw. And the one on the out, the uh, the corner didn't get his foot down. Okay, whoa, 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 near miss. We got away with that. So he was managing the game. And as it all turned out, all this would have been a moot point if one bomb does his job. Yep, that's the truth. It is. And you know, I it, but I, I see all sides of it. But yeah, at the end, when it's all said and done. A guy is paid to go out and kick through the uprights, and he, he didn't do it all year. 312-981-7200. Uh, let's just have some nice, solid Bears therapy right now. Ed in Texas, welcome to 720 WGN, WGNradio.com. Go ahead. Uh, good evening, men. Uh, this is Ed from Maywood, uh, Proviso East High School. Uh, there you go. Ed. Yes, um... I my question is what does Nagy have against Jordan Howard? I, I have a feeling that he's going to ask eventually ask to be traded because 
Brian Billick was an offensive genius at one time, and but then he became a head coach of the Ravens. He realized he had so-so quarterbacks, and he said, okay, I'm just going to give the ball to Jamal Lewis and let my defense win. But Nagy wants to be a genius, and he's going to end up coaching himself out of a job. No, This no, team will no. end up fighting an 11 next year, and he will be fired okay, because okay. he coaches his way out of victories. All right, I'd appreciate it. They're not firing Matt Nagy. Yeah, well, Jordan Howard had 10 carries, 35 yards. Three and a half yards is not going to change a game. And to the Eagles' credit, they played big today, and it was tough. Tough sledding, and it was obvious that for us to be able to win, we were having to make something happen through the air. And in the third and fourth quarter, we were able to be successful enough to get in position. Our biggest problem with Matt Nagy today is when the Eagles got into uh, the red zone and then completed a pass to Alshon Jeffrey down to the one with about a minute 40 to go. Not using timeouts. I was screaming, Kaz, and you know what? He burns 40 seconds. How much more would that have helped us down when we were at the 23 with 40, what what would have been 55 seconds left? You could run your your two-minute offense for at least another four plays. And also, your play calling might have been different. Absolutely. That's the key. Yeah, the play calling might have been different if you had that time. You know, and, hey, yeah, no question. And yep. you know what? We, we talked about his collapse in the playoffs when he was the coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs a year ago. Well, that was a huge blow to our offense. You know, think about this. You know, at some point, you, you know, you've got so many limitations with this quarterback, okay? He made some big throws, but he's not. You know, Foles, he's not Tom Brady. You have to give him a certain amount of material to work with, the clock. You can't put all this pressure on him having to make do-or-die play after play with the clock burning. Three I don't even think he got that last playoff on third down in time. I mean, they, it was really close. He wasn't paying attention to the 25-second uh, clock. I mean, you know, it... Uh, yeah, there's no question about it. I was screaming at my TV too to call the timeouts, and he didn't do it. So, hey guys, in spite of all that, we still had a chance to win, guys. Don't, don't. I mean, that's the crazy part about this. In spite of everything, you still had a chance to win the ball game on what should have been a routine field goal. Let's uh, let's take a real quick timeout. If you're on hold, I promise we'll get to you in this next block here. But let's uh, pay a couple bills here. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Eagles beat the Bears sixteen fifteen. Hampo B and Kaz for the final time on a twelve and four season that ends with a wild card loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. WGNRadio.com. Back to the Hampo and OB show with Kaz, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on seven twenty WGN. 16-15. Eagles beat the Bears. All right. Uh, Hamp, OB, and Kaz with you. And we're going until 9 o'clock today on WGNRadio.com and on the stream. Hope you appreciate you joining us tonight, or if you're listening well after the fact. Yes, OB? All right, Mark. Our listeners there, hey, I got something to say. Please hang in there. Don't, 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 don't go away. All right, let's go with the Marco. I'm going to tell you what. Today, now the game is over with, okay? We know they scored one touchdown. The defense again was, was super, et cetera, et cetera. Now let's talk about going into next year. There's what, eight vacancies? Eight teams looking for head coaches? The number one team 
that I think is looking at Fangio, and it's attractive to Fangio because they really got some defensive talent. And the point I'm saying is this. We had the chance right now, right today. It didn't happen. Who's to say next year Fangio's here? Who's to say we're going to get the same calls, the same reversals, and the same breaks all happening again next year? What if Fangio's gone? What if he takes an assistant defensive coach or two with him? What if he takes a player or two with him? And Fangio's gone. He's out of here. Let's say he's in Denver. Who's to say what is going to happen defensively? We won almost every game on defense this year, without a doubt. And my point being this, when we struggle to even score a touchdown in four quarters of football, we have a defense that is there for you every second, every minute, every play of every game. And our head guy is might be leaving for either Denver or Miami. That would be a disaster. A disaster to the Bears. Because, again, who's to say we're going to get all these breaks that we got? And who's going to be the guy that's going to take care of the defense and make them as good, if not better, next year? Those are a lot of questions, folks. A lot of them. And those and those questions and answers will be coming up pretty soon. The talent... yeah, that, could happen. that could happen every year. I mean... I... That's a part of the off season in the you know next year, Ed. I mean, that's yeah, that's harsh reality. That, that's that's what I'm saying, Glenn. Who's to say? Yeah. And then and then when you look at it and you're coming back, you're going to get the same breaks, you're getting the same calls, your defense going to be the same, everybody's going to be healthy. You know, those are a lot, a lot of ifs going into 19. They have a tougher schedule next year, too. You also have a very young football team. Trubisky's 24. Tariq Cohn's 23. Jordan Howard's 24. Uh, Taylor Gabriel's 27. Anthony Miller's 24. Allen Robinson's you know, 25. We get I mean, it. Hold we get it. it. You know what that means? Mark. I mean, on both sides of the ball, and that really... You know, that's how you have these kind of years. That's how you go 12-4 and four, so, stay healthy. So you have a young team. That means nothing. Again, this isn't baseball or hockey. You got 16 games from year to year to year. It's tough enough to get to the Super Bowl, let alone to win the damn game. It's very tough. So every year counts, whether you're young, old, or whatever the hell. It, it's brutal that they didn't take advantage of the year. I completely agree with you. And, and, well, and that's, that's all it's saying is, you know, the harsh reality is if there was ever a chance for the Bears to run and and you know make a Super Bowl run. It was this year. Everything lined up, and in spite of everything that went wrong today, you're right. Glenn. We had a chance to win it. We had a shot to win it, and and couldn't do it. And you know, the, one of the things too. Let's talk about it. Uh, you know, uh, being a young player, the quarterback there was. I think on second down, he could have spiked the ball. Um, you know, there were things that he could have done even in that last drive that would have bought more time hey, instead Glenn? of having to waste your time out, right? Glenn, that, did you uh, see did you see Trubisky at that looked, very moment? He didn't know what to do. He right? didn't know what to do and he's looking to the sidelines to get a message from Nagy. You mean to tell me you're a quarterback and you don't know you have no timeouts to get everybody up to the line, get set and down the ball? You can't figure yeah. that, and that kid's standing there for I don't know how many seconds trying to get some kind of an answer from somebody on the side of the Bears. 
That's absolutely uh, It's inexcusable, and these are the conditions you work on in, in the preseason games. I know it sounds ridiculous. That's where you find out what you need to do to be successful in these in-game situations. Folks, you got to remember this, what we just said. There he was. Time is of the essence, beyond the essence. And he did not know what the hell to do, and he's sitting there looking at the sidelines. And again, I'll say it again, my point, he didn't have enough to wherewithal to get up to the line of scrimmage and down the ball. Yeah, he yeah, should have, because then we wouldn't have to waste a timeout. And right. just, you know, how, how important would the timeout have been to have in your pocket on third and two? Uh, you know, you, now you can run it, you get the first down, you call a timeout, and you're a little bit closer. It just, yeah, A little bit closer, and you can make another shot into the end zone. Yeah, well, poor management, clock management oh, was, at the end of the game. Let's, let's do the Marconi play we relish, which is brought to you by Marconi Jardinera. You can put it on everything. Relish all your meals because Marconi makes it better. Anything stand out, Hampo? Have to be the uh, the touchdown pass to uh, Allen Robinson. I mean, it was a, a a great throw, great catch. And you know, if there's ever been a play that you had to make, they made it. They made it. They gave us the lead. And, you know, it's just, it's a... Uh, uh, <laughs> well, special teams let them down, punter and kicker. And, oh, yeah. You know, I would have said, I would have also gone with the return by Cohen at the end yep. of the game. That was I mean, that too. was, that took but some the touchdown. stones. That, you know, I mean, he, he ran through a big tackle. I mean, that was, that was a great run. Yep. Hey, get- guys, the, the, here's the bottom line is this. My God, you mean we score one touchdown? And you go through 16 games, and we get to this point, and we score one. That was the problem. We score lousy, stinking touchdown. That's why it's the play of the game. It's the only one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's well, the onlyest it's, one. It's our only touchdown. Ed, you know, look, though, in spite, like I said, I, Ed, you're 100% right, but if that field goal goes through the uprights, are we discussing that? Yes, but we're not irritated by it, right? Because well, that's right, because week. the whole week, everything though. went down the drain. Right. All right. All right, let's get back to the phone. Yeah, let's take some calls here. I'm thinking about the final countdown, the only touchdown. All right, let's get to uh, Matt in Wrigleyville, now on WGNRadio.com, as we are doing our postgame on the stream tonight with Blackhawks Hockey on WGN Radio. Go ahead, Matt. Appreciate you. I appreciate you guys, too. Mark, it's your favorite Uber driver from you and Harry's show. Oh, um, thanks, Matt. I got, I got to tell you, um... First of all, gentlemen, thank you for everything you guys do every year. I know being a Bears commentator is not easy. Being a Bears fan is not easy. That all being said, um, first, I have two questions. Number one, I don't under... So he called a timeout while the play was in motion. Wouldn't the field goal still count the first one Parky kicked? No. No. Because the ball he called the ref before he snapped the ball, even though the ref, you know, blew it as the play started to go. Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll all, once the whistle's blown, the play's dead. It's kind of like the uh, the catch that nobody tried to pick up that ended up being a no play. That was incredible. But, you know, play's over. Uh, fair enough. All right, man. Okay, my second question is this. Go ahead. Okay, he, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to be the only one in Chicago to defend this man. I don't blame Parky. I, I don't. I, I really, I don't. Here's the thing. He made the first kick. Mind you, he didn't make the second kick, and yes, that's bad. But the people we should be blaming, I know they're not going to get rid of Nagy, but, hell, we should be blaming Pace. 
because he's the one who makes all of the top decisions, and he's the one who elected to keep Cody Parkey around. We had a not-so-good kicker. We knew that he didn't have the chutzpah in him to kick that ball properly. Why are we surprised at that? Are we Were we more disappointed that we were hoping that he would and that he didn't, or the fact that we believed in this guy who couldn't kick a ball all year and then magically he was going to kick a ball? Yeah. We need to blame higher-ups. This is not Cody Parkey's fault in this case. That's I a, will defend him. All right, man. It's, it's a fair point as far as... He's, he's a professional... He kicked three all uh, earlier in the game. He has to make that end of story. Yeah, yeah. and and He's one a of professional. It's not high school. One one yeah, of it's, it's one, like not blaming the postman for not delivering. Uh, you know your mail one day. Well, that's his job. He's yeah. supposed to deliver the mail. And, and Ryan Pace has got to be sick tonight. He, he, the fact that he let Robbie Gold go, we thought it was done. The guy hasn't missed a kick since, and 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 he's been trying to find a kicker, trying to find a kicker. This is the Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, story on the same plane. You know, this is this is Ryan Pace's decisions. And we as Bear fans, we've got to live with them. Let's do the uh, Muller game-changing moment sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Maryville. Game-changing moment, I think anybody? it's the, the shank putt. You know, uh, the punt, if, if it's a good punt. We cover it. Now they've got 75 yards to go. Instead, they had, what, 40? Uh, 45 or 55 yards. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, Dan. I mean, it's... It, it, Folks, and you're saying, well, what's the difference in 20? It means everything. Field position at that point is critical. And it just changed everything. And what happened? The Eagles come out, and they hit Alshon for 14 yards over the middle. Then they hit uh, 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 Tate on an out, and boom, they're down in the red zone. Two plays. So the shank punt changed everything. And we're, we're, and we're trying to burn the clock. You know, more plays means more time off the clock. Let's get back to some calls here. 312-981-7200. Appreciate your patience. Dave in Florida. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, guys. It's a horrible game. Uh, I just want to say I wouldn't trust Cody, Cody Parkey to make me a hamburger, let alone kick a, a game-winning field goal. Uh, my point is this. I don't even think we get to this point. Have Maggie not – correct me if I'm not wrong, because you guys are all professionals. You guys played the game. Did he or did he not have that mentality of the dink and dunk for three and a half quarters? And then when the time was consumed and we needed a touchdown, then he goes and opens up the playbook. Is that correct or am I not incorrect on that guy? You are correct. It, it sure looked like it. Yes, it sure did. They were sitting on the outside. He'd run more. Yeah, I also thought so too. It, but they were sitting on the out routes. They were sitting on those little bubble screens, and then lo and behold, midway through the fourth. Well, by God, in the middle of the field, you see people coming open 20, 30 yards down the field, and we're catching the ball. I, I just, it, this has been the whole thing for a whole year. I know Ed O'Bravich has talked about that all year. The dink and dunk cost us the game this game. Okay, much like that gentleman caller before you said, why are we shocked? We knew what Parkey was. Why did we expect anything different? Matt Nagy knows who Trubisky is. That's why he clamped down on him all year long, because he knows the kid has a tendency to make errant throws. And in a game like this, every possession mattered, and he couldn't afford to take the chance until our back was against the wall, and now we're down. And the kid came through. To his credit, he came through 
in the latter part of the third quarter and the fourth. And for the record, let's, let's remember, he, he, he nearly threw three interceptions. In the Two, first half, yeah. And one of them... I mean, it's and it a scares mirror. you as a caller. You're, right. you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, we ain't going to call well, that yeah, crap You want to manage the game, and you don't want to put, you know, your defense you know, is keeping you in it. You you have a chance, you know, you're still leading, so you're like, yeah. You know, we'll it's, just, it should have been those, those three picks, and you know, again, and I said it, soon it was over, and I said, here we go, it's magical, it's unbelievable, this guy should have had three interceptions, easy the first half, nothing happens. Plays, calls, penalties, everything goes their way. And I'll say it again, even to the listeners again. And, and, and Glenn, let me tell you something. It never should have came down to that. Again, we're at home. You mean to tell me, again, I'll say it up till the cows come home. Seven points, one stinking touchdown in four quarters, and you're at home in a playoff game, and you had this great game plan that we're going to take down the Philadelphia Eagles, defending Super Bowl champs, it blew up in your face. Let's take a quick time out here. I'll just throw in on the way we go out here that the Eagles were 30th in the NFL defending the pass this year. I didn't mean to take time out of callers. You guys hang in there. I just, that, that just we'll, we'll get to wipes co- the hell out of me. You, we'll get to you in two minutes. 720 WGN, WGNRadio.com. Bears conversation is here. The Hamp and OP Show with Cause, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. So, some uh, news coming out of Soldier Field. We'll talk to Adam Hogue after 8 o'clock here. But uh, Matt Nagy had a 16 plus minute press conference. He normally does not talk that long after a game, he answered every single question. Um, and Adam's tweeting that uh, he compared the feeling to the Packer loss in week one and said they vowed that they would all bounce back. What? Well, that's a, that's what he said, OB. He compared the feeling... The playoff first game in eight years to the Green Bay Packer game, their first game of the season? He's saying that's how he felt. How he felt after week one is how he's feeling now. Of course. Well, I wonder if somebody should ask him, how did he feel that your quarterback was out there late in the fourth quarter when seconds are of essence and he's looking, trying to find you on the sidelines for you to tell him what to do? Cause he couldn't figure out that you had to get up to the line of scrimmage, get your team set immediately and down the ball. Keem Hicks on Cody Parkey. That's my guy. We're together. There's a Keem Hicks for you. Taylor Gabriel, just want to thank the city of Chicago for the endless support throughout the year of me and my brother's amazing season. We will we will be back next year. Hashtag bear down. Blah, blah, blah. Let's, uh, all right. Hey, listen, you know, uh, one of the things we'll point out, too, and Rich Galgano, our good friend, Dan, pointed this out. If Parkey doesn't, um, or if he doesn't miss the field goal in Miami, we're not even playing this week. We're waiting for the Rams and the, the winner of the Rams Philly game to come play us next week. So again, you know, yeah, everything you say is true. We only scored one touchdown. All that's true, but we still had a chance to win the game in spite of all that. And 
a guy that you claim to be a professional couldn't make the kick. Ifs and buts with Kenny and Nuts, and Christmas is over. We'll we'll also play sound. Uh, obviously, Cody Parkey's met the media, so we'll play some of that coming up here. Who cares? You, I, I, you know what? Listen, we don't want to hear. Uh, listen, that guy is. He should be on a bus headed out. That's all. I, I don't want to listen or take up our listeners' time. Let's get to Let's the calls. Let's get to the calls. Come uh, on. All right, here we go. <laughs> Josh and Joliet, welcome to seven twenty WGNWGNRadio.com. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, the fact is, is that I, why didn't Ryan Pace cut him at the end of the season? I mean, at the beginning of the season. Um, the other thing is the fact with Trubisky, you know, that, that's the stuff that maybe should be working with him and practice on what to do in the games. I mean, what, what are they working on in practice? You know, I mean... And the other thing is, OB, do you want Matt Nagy back as the head coach next season? Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you. Yeah, I would like him back as a coach. He seems to me he's done more than an adequate job on his first year as coaching. That's what I think. 312-981-7200. Uh, we can, well, we got, we got to. Dilly dilly, Ed, I wanted to add on that. Yeah. You're right. I mean, he's done a good job. And, and Matt. Uh, it's just a horrible way to lose. That's all. And Matt Nagy's going nowhere. And Ryan Pace is going nowhere. And Mitchell Trubisky is going nowhere. And Akeem Hicks is going. They, they, there's, the team's going to look very, very similar. They're going to have a new kicker. That's, I mean, really. Well, you, they're going to have to eat three and a half million dollars, I mean, but it's going to be money well spent. Right. You hope. You hope and pray this everything comes back next year, and I'll tell you, it, it's not looking like that right about now. Well, you're worried about Fangio the most, You correct? bet I am, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. And if you're every Bear fan that knows a little bit about football, wouldn't you be worried about him leaving? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. We, we, we need him back. But, you know, that's it's something that nobody has control over. That's up to him. Uh, also a reminder, as far as, uh, you know, the Bears draft coming up this year, they don't have a first-round pick, they don't have a second-round pick. So Thank goodness. And that, help, that goes mistakes. for the next year, too. Yeah. We don't have a first pick. <laughs> that's Pace protecting himself. Well, let's let's give Roquan a little bit of love here. The guy, Roquan had a good year. Let's I mean, yeah, he did, and, and we're not dogging him. I, I think though, what we're saying is he's much better picking in third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round anyway. So he's in a better he's in a better position next year in the draft by picking later. Fair, fair enough. All right, let's uh, get Johnny in Mount Prospect on WGNRadio.com. dot com. What's up, Johnny? Go ahead. Hey guys, I just want to start off by saying. Uh, Thanks so much. Appreciate uh, such an entertaining show, pregame, postgame. It's been great to listen to my wife, and I really love it. And thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you. And um, I just want to make a couple quick observations. First of all, I, I echo what OB said: is that the opportunity. You know, you don't have a twelve and four season every year, and I think OB is is uh, very much correct on that, and that you have to make every effort to win and so that's the first thing i want to say and then also that cause said uh we had a chance to win this game so my last point then would be to say i think that the eagles head coach you know you guys talk about it uh, i'd like to hear what you have to say but the eagles head coach peterson he knew that parky is a little bit of a head case if i if the way i would put it he he iced him on his first kick you know he called a timeout right before uh, the kick was done, and then the second try, I, I just feel like Parkey is a guy who has the yips. If you're, like, talking golf language, he has the yips for, as far as kicking goes. Um, 
Anyway, that's what I want to say. I want to, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Okay, thanks, Johnny. Uh, yeah, he's right. Right? It, what he said was correct. Well, absolutely. He, anybody disagreed? Ed, I mean, he's no. right. You know, you don't have too many twelve and four years, and well, and you, you got to take advantage of. He was asking the question, you know, who brought him here or whatever. I think that that has to go to pace. And why is he here? The last two years, somebody correct me because I'm not quite exactly sure about this gentleman. Did we sign an eight million or a seven or seven between a seven and eight million dollar guaranteed? It was contract. Yeah. For two years, four years, fifteen million, seven of it's guaranteed. He got three and a half of the guarantee this year. He gets three and a half guaranteed next year. He look the guy. The guy was an un. un well, that's that's something our caller would like to know. Yeah. So if you want to know why the guy's here, take a long look at pace. Right. Oh yeah. Well, and and yeah, he he was you know they overpaid him, and that's why they stuck with all of the uh, doinks all year. So whatever happens with to this kid in year twenty nineteen. Guess what he gets from the Bears? $3.5 million. Well, good for him. Yep. Good Sorry. job, Pace. <laughs> yeah, I look, the guy, he was, uh, as a rookie, it's kind of, we want to talk about some irony here, he kicked for the Philadelphia Eagles. He broke Kevin Butler's record for the most points for a rookie kicker. Then he got hurt with his groin. They cut him. The Browns signed him. Uh, the Browns waived him. The Dolphins signed him. And... Uh, you know, he had a decent year for Miami last year, and the Bears went out and gave him a four-year deal. Uh, this is, you know, this is not a guy that that was that was that was that was highly thought of. Uh, he wasn't he, he wasn't drafted. There, three one two nine eight one. Listen, he had he before the Bears signed him. He had had a good season. That, that's the bottom line. Now, you know, did they give him too much money? Well, obviously now because the guy has been horrible, but. At the time, it wasn't like any of us were going to be screaming and saying, what are you thinking when they sign him? Yeah, the McClellan, we, you know, we want our kicker to kick through the uprights, that's all. We have a kicker, and you're going to guarantee that kind of money? Well, if you're going to do it, you got to get it right. They didn't. If, yeah. you, you, it, you, be, you got the caller on? The, yeah, there's no more calls right now. It'll be 312 must have just dropped off. Yeah, 312 He did, well, they, He kicked it. The, the caller just dropped off left. Yeah, I think... That's all. Uh, let's do the defensive star of the game. He's brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Defensive star of the it game. It was Akeem Hicks. He was magnificent uh, throughout the entire game. And at some point, you know, you, 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 we'll go back and look at uh, what some of these players were able to accomplish this year. But uh, can you expect him to be healthy and be able to play like that all season long a year from now i don't know you know he had a couple of issues with his achilles and this and that but today he was uh he was a man amongst uh, boys out there yes yeah, like everything Goldman else too was a stud also on the inside those two tackles i mean i mean they were crushing it now, today it brings up the point which we talked about next year nothing's guaranteed folks we're not guaranteed if that defense is going to be the same we're not guaranteed is Vic Fangio and the rest of the assistants, are they going to be there? None of this is guaranteed. That's for damn sure. And I don't know what to tell you, but that's when we make the point on this show. Now's the time. It's now. It's right in front of you. you got to take advantage of it because you don't know what's going to happen next year. It was right here, right for us to take it and put it away.
and bang, we didn't do it, period. It'll be a cold day if our defense plays as well as it does again next year without Vic Fangio. Even with Vic Fangio. I mean, it was a magical year. We led yep. the league in turnovers. We were number one on uh, third down. We were, we had so many different great yeah, Number stats. one across the board yes. on defense, right? And you know what? They, they, they allow 16 points today. It was too many because our offense scored one touchdown. So, you want to know what's scary, too, guys? On that fumble, you know, when they went for two, Philly, if we could have scooped that and ran it back, we would have had a one-point lead. I mean, it, when that ball hit the ground, I'm like, scoop, scoop, and score. And that would have been magical, right? And that would have been the script that we'd have all looked at each other and said, hey, this is our year. It's, it's a really interesting uh, thing that we have not discussed yet. Anthony Miller makes a catch. Cravon LeBlanc is, is... No, no, I'm talking about the two-point play at the end, too, where yeah. Philly fumbled oh, okay. football reaching over the goal line yeah. there. Again, if we could have, you know... Uh, Listen, that ball was loose. You pick it up and you run. That's a, that's two points for the Bears. So, you know, a swing again. But yeah. it didn't happen. What it so could. Matter. All right, let's get uh, John in Plainfield on 720 com. Go ahead, John. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right, John. Love your show, man. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. Hey, hey I wanted to ask the guys, you know, in the old days when, the, when they would ice the kicker and call a timeout, they wouldn't kick the ball. They wouldn't follow through with that kick. So you know, as soon as he hit it right, as soon as he hit it through, and Kaz, you're right, it was left, but it still went through. Right. You know, I knew it wasn't going to go. I knew he was done with. Yeah, and I, I was thinking the same way, John. I'm like, why even kick it? You know, he's going to call the timeout. You heard the whistle blow. Don't even follow right. through. Why waste the why waste the swing? And, and your point, cause is it was a fifty fifty chance on a on a three foot <laughs> yeah. putt kick. Right. I mean anybody any professional kicker that is a ho hum no brainer. But yet on a fifty fifty, you go ahead and kick it the first time. What, 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 you know, again, I in my mind, why why do I think I need to do it twice perfectly when I <laughs> it, it, it doesn't count. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's you know. I guess he wants to uh, you know make a practice shot. Who knows? <laughs> well, uh, anyway, it didn't help. I'm sorry. Thanks sorry for the season yeah. ended that way. Yeah, but yeah you, you you bet all of us. Thanks, John. You know, guys. I was thinking about this just a minute ago. Uh, you were saying, "Oh, they're the youngest team. They're young." Blah blah blah. I think in '85 we were the youngest team, and we we go f- uh, 14 and two. And lose to the Redskins. And mm. then the next year we go 13 and three. We got a home field advantage. Got a beat up Redskin team. Walter's last game and we lose that. I think we gave up one touchdown in that game and, and they return a, a, a punt return. A punt, punt return. Right? Yeah. And, and then, you know, it, it, it's gone. It's gone. It evaporates. And every, everybody in life, you got, you got a moment in time where you have to make it happen. And I've got a foreboding feeling that this was such of a night that, you know, this was our moment and this bum robs it from us. And who knows? We go to the Rams, we score 30 points, we beat them next week. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Nobody knows now. It doesn't matter. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been screaming till my voice is gone. When it comes down to getting ready for this game, last game of the year and this game, you have to win. There's no tomorrow. You're not guaranteed next year. Again, these same things that happened this year, it'd be a, a miracle from the good Lord if that happens. It won't. 
And it's so, and what Dan just said, with the 85 Bears, they didn't even get back in 86 to to get in there. They never even got back to the Super Bowl with one of the most powerful teams in that year, arguably the greatest team of all time. And they got they won at one time. That's my point. They're there here. We're at home. And we score one touchdown in four quarters. That never should have happened. We should have taken this team down and put them away by the end of the third quarter. Never should have came down to the end of the game in the fourth quarter. Never! Okay, one last little uh, epitaph here. Uh, my good friend Kenny Valiseri sent this in. Robbie Gold was 33 of 39 his last year with the Bears. We cut him. In the three years since, he was cut. He's 82 of 85, and the Bear kickers are 60 of 79. Yeah, yeah, it's a rough, rough moment. Yeah. For- 60 of 79? 60 of 79. Yeah, missed 19 of them since he's left. Bring back Roberto Aguayo. Um, uh, Kazi, are you are you hanging around? You leaving us? What's the story over there? I am. Uh, I am saying goodbye, and um, you know it's the worst way to go. But clean your locker out. Yeah. Hey, well, Glenn, what are you going to do? Have a healthy 2019 to you and yours, kiddo. Thank you so much, Ed. You too. And uh, you know it's. It's heartbreaking, that's all, because this was the moment, and we just didn't take advantage of it. Kaz, as you go, I want to remind you that next year on the Bears' schedule, they got to play the Saints, the Rams, the Chargers, the AFC West in its entirely. you got the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos, and they got to play the NFC East. you get the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles again, and the Redskins, plus your six division games. That is That is some tough sledding right there. Well, you don't know that, though, because, again, as we've been saying all, and Ed has been saying it all year, in football, every year is a new year, and it may look good on, it may look horrible on paper, but hey, it goes different ways, right. injuries it, and everything else. So, it, who, who was to know that the Packers, the Vikings, and the Lions all imploded this yeah. year? Right. Will they do it again? Who knows? Right. All right, Kaz, happy, happy to you. Great to be with you all season long. You're yeah, the no, man. No man see me the, tonight, huh? Uh, apparently not. You want to hey, say, you want to say it again for old times? You just want to... <laughs> no, no, not at all. But yo, know, we do appreciate all our sponsors, and Ed will be the first one to say that because nobody does it better than Ed. Making sure that we always acknowledge those that uh, uh, support us on our show and, and make it happen for us. Yeah, so, and Senior is one team. of them too, right? Yeah, yep. so part of the team. And just you remember, it, as you hang up the phone, Alshon is on his smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's that's a heartbreaker too. So. One, one more All question. Right, one, no, one more question. Can't let you go. Uh, favorite moment of the year for you, Glenn Kozlowski, as you walk on out here. I want you to end on a positive note. Favorite moment of the year? I I, I would say what I enjoyed was. As we went through the year, I was the guy, I was a doubting Thomas that never thought that this team was for real. But I think when Ed and I both agreed that they had a chance to win the Super Bowl, I actually kind of laughed at myself thinking I never thought that we would both feel the same way. And Dad, too, where it was just, you know, all these things had happened so magically that, yeah, this is it. This is the run. So I, I did enjoy that moment. It was a small moment, but it was still an enjoyable one. Should have captured that on film. All right, you can go now. You got it. See you, boys. Bye bye. All right, let's take a quick timeout. We'll bring in Adam Ho coming up here as we look towards the future. Bears season over, 1615. The Eagles beat the Bears on WGNRadio.com. This 
is the Hemp and OB Show with Cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Hemp, OB, and Cars with you for a final hour here. In the 2018 season, as the Bears go out to the Philadelphia Damn Eagles 16-15. All I'm doing right now, Hamp, is just staring at Cody Parkey's numbers. He, this is, you know, you go back to November the 11th. He was over two, uh, kicking field goals. He was over, and he, and he missed two extra points. Two for four in the game, kicking extra points. Hit four uprights, right? So made zero field goals in the game, made two extra points. But after that point, he goes two for two against the Bills, Bears win. One for two against the Jets, Bears win. One for one, missed one kick in the Miami game. That was gross. And then he goes two for two, three for four against Atlanta, Bears win. Made a kick against the Seahawks, three for three against, uh, and they go back all the way. Anyway, oh, the whole thing's gross. Uh, so anyway. Well, going into, uh, oh, I went backwards. Yeah, I, go ahead. He had, uh, he had missed seven kicks over the course of the season in the range of 30 to 39 yards. Now, you know, that sounds like a long, no, it's not. I mean, that is the ball essentially, what, at the 15? And that's a 32-yarder for the extra point. I'm just saying, these are three-foot putts that a professional football kicker has got to make. And it's just it's just incomprehensible. Let's bring in Adam Hogue, who uh, was at Soldier Field tonight. Adam, good evening. Uh, yeah. The Bears. Hey, Hi, Adam. The Bears season's over. How you doing? Oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm still kind of stunned, um, but yet not stunned. I, I this was people ask me all week, what's the what's the one thing that concerns you? What's the Bears' biggest weakness? And I, it's been obvious for weeks. Uh, it's it's great to have a team that your your weakness, your obvious weakness, is kicker. But that's still a pretty important position, and you you see it tonight. And and I gotta tell you guys, I uh, I, I tweeted this out before the game, Carm. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I watched Cody Parkey's warmups. I did see uh, it. I thought about retweeting I, it, and, and and then just was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Just just, but but I'm sorry. Go ahead. What'd you say? Well, it it was it, it was it wasn't good. I mean, I he, I, I kind of started midway through his warmups, but the last three he kicked to the south end zone were all misses. They were all long field goals, but they were all misses. One of them hit the left upright. Uh, and then the, on the other side, uh, he, he missed a couple easier ones and made a couple harder ones and then missed one. I mean, the point is, like, for a warm-up, he was all over the place. So, you know, what I think can't go unnoticed here is that it was third and one, right, before the field goal. Uh, they took the shot downfield. I asked Matt Nagy after the game, you know, what was the thinking there? Because I don't know about you guys, but... I didn't feel comfortable about a 42-yard field goal there in that in that situation, um, and they took the shot. Now it, it was cover zero, and it was a one-on-one opportunity. And Mitch told us that he had to make sure he got the ball in the end zone because if they were short, if you complete a ball short of the goal line there, you don't have enough time to clock it, and that would have been certainly a bad way to end the game. So that's why he kind of overthrew it. Um, but I don't know. A quick five-seven-yard pass to the sideline may have been helpful there in that situation too. So 
But the kicker's got to make the kick, is the well, bottom line, and, and, he, and he didn't do it. I think that's a great point, though. Absolutely fair point. Well, that's a good point, but what about the 40 seconds that Nagy set on his hands and let him run off down at the other end of the field after the first down attempt at the goal line? Well, it, 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 it's four downs, right, because they have to score a touchdown. So, um, you know, I, I he said after the game that, you know, I, either way you – you either use the timeout there, or 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 you hope that at some point they throw the ball and 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 stop the clock themselves. Uh, but there were going to be four downs there, and you only have three timeouts. And the worst case scenario is you end up with one timeout. But they ran it. They ran it. If they throw it, you don't. It's a moot point. But they ran it. Right. That's where you have to call the timeout. Well, you're talking about a first down, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, like he said, he, he, there's a. Two different ways you can look at it there. I was certainly in that moment, I was saying, why is he not calling timeout? Why is he not calling timeout? Because a few years ago in Detroit, John Fox didn't call any of his timeouts. Not after first down, not after second down. He just let the clock run all the way down, and they ended up losing that game in overtime. So, um, you know, it's a, that's another fair point to bring up. They did, though, however, get down there and have time to, to kick a game winner. And, you know, at least we're not talking about Mitch Trubisky throwing some big, huge interception here because he actually did his job in an enormous moment to, to win the game, and the kicker just couldn't come up with a big play. It's true. He had a phenomenal fourth quarter. Uh, what, who would you talk to after the game, Adam? Any highlights? Well, I always make a point to make sure I'm in the press conferences, so I'm, my time in the locker room is a little bit limited. I did talk to Tariq Cohen. Uh, I wanted to ask Tariq, how much he was affected by Trey Burton not being in the game today. People might be like, well, why does it matter? He's a tight end. He's a running back. Well, when you have a guy like Trey Burton who's creating mismatches with linebackers and safeties, um, you know, that attention got shifted, I thought, today to Tariq Cohen. They made a concerted effort to keep the ball away from 29. He only had four touches in this game, I believe, non-special teams touches. Uh, and and that's uh, that's a big problem, and Matt Nagy admitted as much after the game. So I thought that was uh, particularly interesting. And then I'll just say overall, because I was in the locker room, um, you know, just an absolute stunned silence from a group that was confident and loose all week long. They really thought they were going to win this game, um, and I think they're all just shocked that their season came to a, a sudden end. That no one thought this was going to happen tonight. Well, obviously the, the you know the the pink elephant in the room is we score one touchdown during the course yep. of a sixty minute contest. That's in the, the beginning and end of the whole damn conversation, Dan. Yeah, that's it. How the hell can you score one stinking touchdown at home in a playoff game that you haven't been there in eight years? It's inexcusable. Yeah, I, guys, I, I'm I'm totally with you on that, and it's uh it's an enormous point of this game, and I think really. You know, tonight was kind of a microcosm of the entire season, um, uh, other than maybe the defense not getting that last stop at the goal line on fourth down. But you knew at some point, with as much as this defense has done, to pick up the slack for this offense um, that really didn't make the consistent strides throughout the season like we saw it. I mean, there's moments here and there, but it was choppy all season long. And really, to be honest, the last few weeks it hasn't been pretty, even though they won the last uh, four games of the year. They weren't putting up a whole lot of big numbers. And today in the first uh, half, I mean, punt, punt, field goal, punt, field goal. And both of those field goals were off of gifts that they gave you with bad, stupid penalties on third down that extended the drive. So, um, you know, again, microcosm of the season. Offense wasn't good enough. Defense was trying so hard to hold on. 
Eventually, you knew they weren't going to be able to make the big play, and then it ends with a Cody Parkey doink, which, oh, my God, uh, <laughs> the perfect way for the season to end in a weird way. It really is. Hey, the coaches, they don't have to look anywhere. The players don't have to look anywhere. And so does Pace, our general manager. Okay? Came down to this one game, which was so vitally, vitally important. And we had this damn thing. And I don't know. Did they think all these miracles, quarter after quarter, they're getting all the calls, tip balls. Did they think that was going to go on forever? I don't know. Because I'll tell you what. One touchdown. I can't get over that. One stinking touchdown in this football game at home is is you talk about something that's unacceptable. And you know what's kind of frustrating too is that the correction they made offensively, at least what I saw in the fourth quarter, that got them going was that they targeted Avante Maddox, who I believe is like five nine. He's covering Allen Robinson, your number one wide receiver, one on one. Why did it take so long to do that? I mean, they didn't seem that complicated, but they started to target uh, a weakness one-on-one with your number one wide receiver. Well, I, I mean, it worked, but why did that not happen earlier, I guess is my question. Well, you know what? what what's worse than that? How do you have your quarterback late in the fourth quarter looking to the sidelines trying to find out what the hell to do from the quarterback because of that constant constant baby and this kid, baby and this kid, we blow all that time out, set a kid running up there to the line of scrimmage and downing the ball. How does that kid not know that? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's going to be a long off season, and, um, you know, there's no promises that this defense is what they forced, like 36 takeaways this year. That's going to be a hard number to, to reach again. I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't going to go so smoothly on that side of the ball next year. It's just the NFL. It's how it works. So, we can talk all off season about Super Bowl expectations, and they're going to be there. But it's not going to happen unless Mitch Trubisky and the offense take a big step forward uh, this year. And that's what Matt Nagy's job is. That's what Mitch Trubisky's job is. And that's what you know. Still going to be judged. Ryan Pace is going to be judged for that. This is still the quarterback that he traded up for to get. Uh, and that's really once again what next season is going to be like to see if they make that next step forward. <sighs> I tell you something. I'd like to read you guys something. And this is for my oldest daughter, Gigi. And here's what she just texted me. She said, you always said, quote, you need to be ready to win because you might not get another chance. I guess the Bears weren't ready. So sad. You're right, my darling. So sad. And were they ready? Obviously they weren't because offensively we didn't get the job done. Defensively we were there to win that game. Offensively. Fell miles short. Gigi, what's up? Hey, <laughs> next year, Gigi, I'm not throwing in a towel. Don't. <laughs> Nobody's throwing in a towel. The word is reality. Yeah. You know, yeah. Adam, and again, this. You know, we've talked all year. Okay, what did you see in Trubisky when you had a chance to get Patrick Mahomes? Why was he in such a hurry to dump Robbie Gold? That will never go away, Dan. And and, and yeah. then now we've it's been you know one botched decision after another. But here's the here's the one that I keep look last week, and this is why I was so incredulous about what they were doing in Minnesota. I get it. You want to play, you want to win, and all that stuff. It was a meaningless game for us. Now, wouldn't you have much rather seen us take the field? against Kirk Cousins today than Nick Foles 
a guy that just yeah. won a Super I'm just saying, w w w w forever and a day, I don't understand that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, that was um, – I said that a, a few times going into last week. I I thought the Bears could handle whoever they played this week, okay? That was my official stance. They were going to win. But we were wrong. Did, I, we were wrong. I, I they wrong. didn't I handle. I was absolutely wrong. And I do agree, yeah. and I also said this at the time last week, the one team, however, of all the options that I would not want to face is the Eagles because they're the Super Bowl champions. They know how to play in these games, and we've seen the matchup now twice against the Vikings. I don't. There's no chance Kirk Cousins would have come in here today. I mean, maybe there is. Maybe maybe he would have doinked some more field goals, but um, I don't see that. So, yeah, in the end, it turned out to not be the best matchup, but I think we can all sit here and agree the Bears should have scored more than one touchdown. Kicker should have made the field goal. The opportunity was still there. They should have won the game. It's great that the year came out the way it did. Uh, no matter how many breaks or whatever they got, that's great. And kudos to the Bears. But now, going into the second season, which is so difficult to get there, I'm going to tell you what, Nagy, you better think long and hard about this football game going into the year 2019. You better think long and hard about it. Your play calling and your decisions. I'd like to uh, put out there, as far as the Viking game goes, I mean, look, when... You saw the first half unfold how it was, and the, and the Rams were cruising. I mean, I put out on Twitter, put in the backups and tell them to fumble. However, if they had, <laughs> if they, if they had done that, they would have been killed for it. Now, they maybe would have been proven yeah. right, but it, it would have been a real tough sell. Yes, we're purposely losing so we could play them again. You'd be, you'd be Look asking. at what the Saints did. And we're going to find out what the Saints did, but the Saints played nobody and gave away a, a meaningless game. Hey, it, it would have been unconventional. I would have, and I would have, I would have, I would have supported him. But a lot of people would have gone after him. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, that, that was his book. <laughs> I go back to there, you know, uh, once in a blue moon, you get a chance to rig the game. That would have been yeah. a rigging, rigging a game. Hey, get yeah. a crippled, worthless Viking team with with a quarterback that's scared to death instead of the, the the Eagles. And Foles has been. The most prolific quarterback in all of the NFL the last three weeks of the season, in must-win situations, putting them in a position where they are now almost like a team of destiny, trying to repeat. It's just it just drove me nuts last week. Guys, let me um, let me give you one last thing here uh, before I sign off uh, on the season with you guys, and it has been a great year. Um, Cody Parkey is owed three and a half million dollars yep. uh, left on his guaranteed contract. If you add in the signing bonus that's prorated over the four years that they sign him, the cap hit to cut him would be a little bit over five, uh, just shy of five point two million dollars. That's a huge cap hit to absorb for a kicker. And then if you're talking about signing somebody, you got to pay that guy too. The Bears are going to have more of a cap space issue going forward than they have in the past because of the, the Khalil Mack contract. Um, but they don't have to pay Mitch Trubisky yet. So it still could make – well, let me let me be clear. It, it makes a ton of sense. You cut the guy, uh, honestly, partially for his own sake. We've seen what this city can do to guys who screw up in big football games. Chris Conti comes to mind. Um, and and he's gonna. it's going to be tough for this guy to have success here going forward. And by the way, the, the kicker who should be here, well, actually was here tonight. He was sitting in the skybox. His name's Robbie Gold. He had his family at the game. 
Um, and I, his family still lives here. Oh I'm God. sure he would like to come home, and I don't think it's that hard of a decision. Wow. That's uh, unbelievable that he was there. Hey, well, if Parky's going to be around next year, he better wear his helmet all off season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's going to be tough for him. Hey, Adam, last thing you got to do before you go, the injury report brought to you by the yeah. Mancini Law Group. One law firm, one promise, maximum justice, maximum results. Any, did you learn anything about Trey Burton? Anything happened in the game that's yeah. worth reporting? Uh, yeah, a few things. Actually, it's all interesting. So Mitch was dealing with some kind of heel issue when he went off and was limping at that one point. It turned out it didn't seem to be that big of a problem. Um, he did run less the rest of the game, though. Uh, as for Trey Burton, the, the official word that Matt Nagy told us was that he woke up Saturday morning with some kind of groin soreness and told them as early as 5 a.m. he was in the building and... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's the, the weird, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I've never heard of somebody waking up on Saturday morning with groin soreness to the point that he can't play in a game. Um, so I think he was missed. Meanwhile, Eddie Jackson. Uh, it's kind of an incredible performance on Friday night to be that sore. Right? But okay, go yeah, ahead. Right? It's something like know, out, out of a bad porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's bizarre. Um, and then Matt Nagy kind of said that the only reason Eddie was active was because they ended up with a free spot because they were expecting Trey Burton to be active, and he wasn't. So they said, all right, well, let's keep Eddie Jackson active just in case. But he really wasn't healthy enough to play, which is why he didn't. So I think there were times today that they had definitely missed Eddie Jackson in the secondary. Yep, that's that's true, too. All right, great stuff all year, Adam Ho. You are the man, and uh, we look forward to doing this sooner than later again. But uh, phenomenal work all year long, as always, Adam. Yeah, when we step back and we see 12 wins, it was a lot more fun to talk about this team this year with you guys. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking about it way deeper into January next year. But always fun with you guys, and everyone have a good offseason. Outstanding. See you, Adam. Right back at see you, Adam. Thank you. All right, see you guys. Adam, Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. This is the Hemp and OB Show with Cause. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. We are coming down to the final half hour. Hamp and OB with Cause on 720 WGN tonight on WGNRadio.com and the WGN app. Uh, first of all, before we get back into this, let's just give a... Hearty thank you to Bartolini's all season long restaurant catering and banquets. I walked in today, Hampo, and OB was already knee deep in the fried chicken, the spaghetti. He was crushing away, and it was just phenomenal all season long. If the offense would have been as proficient as OB was at the table today, we would have been a laugher. We would have won. Yeah, you know, Bartolini's has been a spectacular addition to the post game. Uh, they've been wonderful. We uh, greatly appreciate them, and all you folks. I'm, t I'm just telling you, the food is magnificent. Go, go by and give them a, a shout out from us. The ten pound meatball sandwich challenge. It's been featured on the Travel Channel. Food Network, German Television, Bartolini's, 14420 South Pulaski in Midlothian, 708-396-2333. Thank you again to Bartolini's. By the way, they cater seven days a week, 24 hours a day by appointment. Let them do the work for you. What's up, Obi? And I've already told them, Parky is never allowed inside <laughs> the establishment. <laughs> no no meatball sandwich for Cody Parky. All right, so the phone number is 312-981-7200. The season is over. 
And let that sit. You know something, Mark? What's I say to you? Oh, no. You just, you've been great all year. You were great last year. I'll tell you what, you, you hold everything together here. And our producer, Rick Geezer, he, there's nobody better than you, buddy boy. I'll tell you what, he handles this show perfectly, takes care of all the callers and whatever have you. So you two guys have been great. You're a great part of this show. And I hope this continues on for a long, long time. Why? Because you two are super. You do more than your job. Thank you, Obi. Both Rick, Rick, any, any, you want to, you don't want to go. Not a doink amongst you. <laughs> Say that again. Right not now. a doink amongst you. <laughs> as, as, I, as, I, as I messed up not having your mic on. All right, so let, let's just take a deep breath here. Okay. And, and and I mean, look, not having a first and second round pick, we joke about it. That that's not ideal, but you had to do it to get Khalil Mack. You you're going to have to go out and get a new kicker. Your cap is getting tighter. Um, you know, you're, you're the Bears. You're Ryan Pace. You got to move forward from here. I, I I don't know what what plan, what your first thing you're doing is, but it's you, now you got the off season. You got to get better. Well, the, the the big question is the fate of Vic Fangio, and we'll find out something here probably in the next three days. Uh, tomorrow, uh, he will be um, interviewed by a couple of teams, and let me just say this. You know, everybody is all crazed about the, uh, the, the 35-year-old young gun, uh, offensive coordinators and all that. And I understand that. But there, there has to be a, a, a spot in the NFL. And, well, the other thing is, there's not a whole lot of those guys out there. I'm just telling you folks, the, 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 the depth of coaching candidates for the eight jobs is deep as a waiting pool. And Vic Fangio towers above Every one of them. Think about this. You know, Vic Fangio, to be a, a consummate professional defensive coordinator, you have to understand offense. You have to understand what they're doing. So a lot of times, a real smart defensive coordinator will make a lot of really shrewd and smart decisions about how to implement a coaching staff with offensive coordinator. People that, hey, guess what? Certain teams always seem to match up well against Vic and blah. That's the guy he will look at as a potential offensive coach. So I would not be scared of hiring him. He's 60 years old. And I mean, what, you know, what, he, he doesn't need to coach 20 more years. If you are John Elway, I would be very interested in Vic Fangio. And John Elway does a good job up in Denver and he knows that he's got good personnel on that defense. They play the three down linemen. Fangio's a master at it. And I'm going to tell you what, Danny, for Fangio to come back here, Bears don't have enough money. I I think they're going to go after him, either him or the Dolphins. They're going to go after him big time because they know what he brings to the table. And especially Denver, having that talent, Dan, I'm going to tell you what, I think they give him a big, 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 big offer, something that he can't refuse. Because, again, there's no guarantees coming back here next year of what's going to happen. Guess what? He looked at 16 games this year. Excuse me, 17. 17 games of an offense that struggled from quarter to quarter, no matter what you whether like. Trubisky or you don't, or Nagy. It was a struggle, a battle, just to get a third down and put some points on the board every game. So I'll tell you what, that's why I'm a little scared that I think Fangio is going to be gone 
and moved out of here, and then who knows what the hell happens here defensively and the whole 2019 season. To me, it's not looking good. So you've got, you know, Fangio's past. He was a tremendous defensive coordinator for a great 49ers team. He has been. Yeah, he's he spent a good amount of time with the Baltimore Ravens as well. Before that, the Texans, the Colts, the Panthers, the Saints. I mean, he, he's he had got a great l- defense in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, but, but what time, he does? Years ago. That's a three. That's a three down lineman team. Yeah. He the my, the reason I'm just bringing up his resume. Denver, I mean. He's going to have a lot. He he knows the league backwards and forwards. The guy's 60 years old. He's going he would be able to put together a coaching staff and and handle the offense that you're talking about. And, and then another thing he might look at is the Bears' schedule next year. Yeah, I mean, I just look at it. I, I don't know Vic Fangio other than listening to him, and I really appreciate him because he's just a candid, seems like just a very honest, forthright guy. But if it's me and I'm 60 years old, whether it's the Broncos, the Dolphins, or anybody, and you get a chance to be a head coach, you got to take your shot. You, you you live once, you're 60 years old, and to take a swing at it. And think about this, and Buddy Ryan told me this a long time ago, the retirement of an NFL head coach, even if it don't work out, and you get fired after a couple the retirement it's like five times more than an assistant coach retirement. Oh, is that pension-wise? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, there's so many different things that right now would make Vic Fangio say, as, as wonderful as his you know, run, especially this year with this team, he would be willing to walk away because it may be his last chance. Hey, guys, Vic Fangio couldn't do a greater job than he did here in 2018. It would be impossible to surpass what he did here with the 2018 Bears defense. So, I mean, how the hell does it get better next year? Where do you go to find some other super-duper players somewhere to make this defense better? And by the way, does it matter if you make them better? If we're going to stay with this kind of an offense? That's why I think this guy is going to say... Bye-bye. I think he's going to get a huge payday. My opinion, Danny. Well, so that that's interesting, though. Like, how does the Bears' defense get better? Like, How do they get better next year? Well, so uh, the the it's... it's, not, a, it's if a, it's, they go it's, to the draft, Mark, they're not going to draft defensive no, players. it's a tough putt. But uh, guys who can get better next year, Leonard Floyd could take another step forward. Uh, Roquan could take another step forward. Max got to stay the same. And same thing with Hicks. But you're, you're, asking, you're asking a lot. Those guys, you know... Kalomas going to be 28. Those kids Akeem's could be play 30. any better than they did as a team, Mark, right now. You're asking about could they get better. They played as good as they're going to play in their life. And, and they good. stayed healthy. Yeah. Think about this. That's the other thing, yeah, which I is mean, unbelievable. The good fortune of all those kids staying healthy. You know, yeah, Eddie Jackson may have been a, a difference maker today. Uh, you know, it wasn't the defense's fault. You know, hey. Guess what? The Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. They've got good players. Golden Tate made uh, an amazing, you know, pattern and and caught the ball for the touchdown on fourth and one and do or die. I mean, all these little things you can't fault the defense. And, well, and and if if I there's I just don't think they could stay as healthy. But, you know, hey, we want Vic Fangio back, no question about it. And Ed Donatel, the secondary coach, he – see, if Vic goes, he'll bring Ed with him and make him the defensive coordinator. That would be the way it works. Well, I'll tell you what. You look at this game again, what we did offensively, and don't forget, guys, don't forget Mitch Trubisky very easily in that first half 
could have thrown three interceptions very easily. And you guys know we talked about it. They're off the show. Very easily could have thrown three interceptions. And who knows how the hell that would have been. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to go back to what I said. I believe Fangio's gone. I think it's the right move for him. It's going to be a ton of money for him. He's going to be the boss. And he's got a great owner, excuse me, great general manager, president of the team. And we all know who that is. Probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. The, the, uh, so I think it goes back to what Adam was talking about as far as getting better. The bottom line, OB, is that it's going to have to be the offense that goes to a whole other level. Now, can they get there? Okay, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. We know about the skilled position players. We know about Trubisky. The three young receivers, you know, can Allen Robertson be better? Probably not. Gabriel, no. Miller, you know, th- those are th- they're three special players. The backs. Jordan Howard's a fine back. Tariq Cohen is special in space. All that. The offensive line. I don't know if they could play better than they did the last five games of the season. Correct. You know, I, the two tackles. I gotta, I gotta give him credit today. You know, uh, Trubisky was only sacked, what, twice? And, uh, he was under some pressure early in the game. They got kind of gassed. But ultimately, our two offensive tackles played Great football down the stretch. We didn't have to help them much. And, you know, will they be able to stay healthy and be able to do that again next year? The inside guys, they're, you know, they could get better. But, hey, I, I just, this, this offense will take the next step when, when we stop babying the quarterback and start making him understand you have to make the, the, the you know, a, a big jump in your ability to run the yeah. offense. Now you're a grown up boy. Now we got to play big boy football. But I'll tell you what, there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. There's no guarantee that this offense is going to get better. And for us, we're in the playoffs. We saw what happened today. For us, we've got to put points on the board, folks. I'm sorry you can win all the games you want the way we're winning them. But you got to have an offense that puts points on the board. You can't have a gun to the head of our defense every play, every quarter, every game. It's not healthy. It's not good. Offense has to step up, and there's no guarantee that they're going to step up. If you're Mitchell Trubisky going into your offseason, you've got to feel like you are on such better ground than coming off of last year. Last year, you got John Fox. He's getting fired on New Year's Day. You've got this new coach coming in. You instantly bond with him. And he got better as the year went along. And he finishes on an uptick as far as the fourth quarter goes. And he also, he's a guy, I think we all would agree, is a worker. He's get, Whatever ability he has, he's going to get out of himself. So I would think that going into the offseason, he's going to come, he's going to be ready to work. And, and what, what next year, we should see exactly what he is. But will he become a Blaine Gabbert? Will he be a, uh, a Blake Bortles? A high first-round draft pick that... Never really makes those those you know progression and steps up the ladder. Uh, we we talked about this of the twelve teams in the playoffs. Maybe Lamar Smith, uh, Lamar Jackson, Jackson uh, the Baltimore quarterback, was the only one that he would be rated preferable over going into the playoffs. Well, in the second half, he stood. He he stepped up. He he put us in position. To win the game, and he made a you know a, a, a number of great throws. I think five 
fantastic throws in the second half that gave us a chance with the win, but it wasn't enough. You can't wait till the fourth quarter. We have to be able to turn those three field goals. And we were 0-3 in the red zone. Now think about that. 0-3 in the red zone. We score one time in the red zone. We win tonight's game. Well, Dan, you, you said it as about as good as anybody could say it. But then the, the word, it all comes down to reality. You know, what the hell is going to happen next year? As, as a matter of fact, let me just go back and say this. You know who should have been our quarterback in the draft, in the 2018 draft? Patrick Mahomes. He was right there for the taking. And some people, as Mark had mentioned, they had Patrick Mahomes as maybe a one-in-a-20-year quarterback, a one-in-a-20-year player. No, we didn't do that. We gave up an entire draft for a kid who played 12 college football games. I'll tell you what, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to say about that. And as a matter of fact, look where Patrick Mahomes is. He's the second quarterback, folks, in the history, in the history of the National Football League. I believe he's the second. The history that struck In the entire history of this game to throw 50 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards. And he was there for the taking, for us. He was there. A one in a 20 year player. Look at what they got. Look at what we got. But to say it again, 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards in his first year at a starting quarterback in the National Football League for the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at where they're at. Look at where the hell we're at. It'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs, uh, what, how deep they go this year with that defense. But it, it, he is the hands-down MVP of the league. There's and People are talking about Drew Brees. Patrick Mahomes' year this year is is, is historic. He did something that is the second person in the history of the National Football League. Right. Well, people are keeping arguing. To throw 50 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards in the season. Right. And as a second-year player. It's, 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 it's historic territory. The point is that pe- I'm just trying to make the point. People say, oh, Drew Brees is going to be the MVP this year was Patrick Mahomes all day long. He just was. Um so, but they look, they blew it. By and the I mean, okay, we can talk about a swing and a miss here and there, but again, the most critical position in the most complex professional game, sport, whatever you want to call it, and to whiff on that one is not good. But back to Trubisky, you know, on a scale of of progression, and how would we rate him over the course of the year? Early in the year, he was, you know, he, he obviously he was not uh, viewed favorably by this program. But I, I, I will tell you, you know, I have hope that the throws he made in the second half tonight and some of the reads, some of the throws he made up in Minnesota in a meaningless game against a, a worthless Viking defense gives me hope. Gives me hope. We can't trade. We can't trade for Patrick Mahomes now. So that's that you know that, that that ship is sailed. All I know is But it had to be mentioned, Dan. Oh, it does. I mean, and again, the Robbie Gold thing and and, and this and it had to uh, be mentioned. Yeah, yeah, and as a general manager, you are the guy and you are the one 
pushing the buttons, making decisions, and these are some decisions that's obviously blown up in his face. Let's take a final timeout. We'll wrap it up for the year coming on back But here. there's a bunch of good ones. Yeah. He's had a bunch of good ones. Yeah, and hopefully he'll get a whole lot better next year, and, and we uh, will be celebrating a guy who's competent quarterback in the league, having a big third season, and the Bears are, are doing something they didn't do this year. Quick timeout, WGNRadio.com. Back to the Hampton OD Show with Kaz, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Final segment of the year. Hope you enjoyed the show as uh, listening to it as much as we did, bringing it to you each and every week this season. We greatly, greatly appreciate you. Ham, for the final time, let's do Who Brought It Today, sponsored by the Blue Cross Blue Shield card of Illinois. You know what to bring. How about... Um... Alvin Robinson, uh, 10 catches, 143 yards, and the sole touchdown scored by your Chicago Bears. Uh, Akeem Hicks played magnificent. Mack was great. Uh, you know, so, uh, again, this is, you know, if we would have lost 28 to 10 or something, I mean, it would have been a different for, for so many players to play so well. And again, the young quarterback finally, finally getting the monkey off his back and looking like an NFL quarterback and making big time throws. Boy, it's just, it's just a gut punch. It's uh, just a sad, sad way to end the year. I mean, just to take you behind the scenes here, we watched the kick. I think we all walked out of the room, didn't say a word. <laughs> no, the whole, the whole city you right. know, shut the TV off and, uh, Everybody kicked their dog. It just, you know, and nobody. Yeah, and again, yeah, that's the finality of the playoffs. And I was in a lot of games like this, and it's just everything falls hollow. The season doesn't matter. How you play doesn't matter. It's whether you win or lose. If you take advantage of the moment, that moment in time, and again, to squander it with this bum kicker is just almost criminal. It really is. It's criminal. And again, we, we you know, shame on us. We put ourselves in that position for having to need him. And as you said all year, what's wrong with being proactive on offense and let's saying, let's go after people. Let's score points. Well, we had limitations at the quarterback position that prevented that all year. And when we really needed to, he was able to do it once, but we needed a lot more. Well, and what you're saying is right, Dan. You know, this whole year, it was like good, bad, and indifferent. But the fact of the matter is, is that we won. We went into the playoffs 12 and 4, which I never would have believed in, in, in my lifetime that we, they would do it. But they did do it. You can't take that away from them. But I'll tell you what, there's so many questions going into 2019. And again, it's our offensive set. Are we going to be aggressive? You can't stop worried about whether we're going to put one touchdown up or two touchdowns and let a defense do the rest of the job for us. We have to play big boy football. We have to move that ball down the field, convert on third down. You gotta let this kid have his head a little bit. Nagy, defensively, you guys can't play any better. And I think what I'm looking at in the future here, I don't look. I don't like what I see, what might happen. I hope it doesn't. And I hope our defensive coordinator is here 
and maybe we might have a shot next year. But again, to all concern, it was a good year. They did get in the playoffs, but boy, oh boy, to lose the game the way we did today, that'll be uh, that'll be with for all of us for a long time. Anyways, great year, Danny. Love being with you, Mark. Hope you're the man. Huh? You guys, I tell you, Ricky, everything's been wonderful, and let's look forward to the year 2019 here with WGN and with the Chicago Bears. Bring a Super Bowl home. I, I hate to end on uh, something as much as, uh, I don't want to call it a hot take, but news. But the Eagles' Trayvon Hester said after the game that he actually blocked, i.e. got a very m- minuscule piece of the Cody Parkey kick, which obviously doesn't change anything as far as whether it goes through the uprights or not. But uh, just just look, seeing these uh, bunch of reports out that he, that he actually did get a little fingertip on there, which did impact the trajectory of the football. Now, you wouldn't notice that because it certainly didn't look like it was blocked, but apparently he got a little little nick on there. For whatever that's worth, I just want to make sure we have it on the cast that we are seeing that. So, uh, okay. Great year, everybody. Yeah. Guys, great to be with you. Hampo, you're the man. OB, you're the man. Rick Geezer, you're the man. Glenn Kozlowski, wherever you are, you're the man. We look forward to being back next year and uh, hopefully going a whole lot farther. I had a great, 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 great time being with you guys. I appreciate everything uh, you do allowing me to sit with you and, and be a part of the show. So thank you. Love you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Just yeah. great. We'll see you next year, everybody. Bye-bye.